When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is Oscar Bevis for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined here on Fight Week by Mr. Johnny Nelson, my friend. Good to see you. How are we? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, nice to be back in London again, especially at the York Hall. I know you said on Sky Sports, I think it was something along the lines of the heir apparent about Caroline Dubois. Um, ever since she turned over, it's always been, where is she going to end up? Kind of the first step on that world title ladder and, and that top level ladder on Saturday. You've got to prepare in, in many different ways. And for Caroline, headlining the bill is another learning part of her career. It's pressure. Can she deal with the pressure? Or is she going to is a walk in the park for her? I think Caroline, the way she fights, the way she carries herself in and out of the ring, tells me she can. She has the cool, she has the confidence in her ability. She's polite and respectful outside of the ring, meek and mild. But when it comes to fighting, she just wants to fight. Um, and she reminds me of um, Kate Taylor. Kate Taylor, actually. Kate Taylor, if you didn't know she boxed and you spoke to her outside, you think, gee, you fight. So never I think. Never heard a bad word from her mouth, just yeah. And Caroline's the kind of fighter where she's got that spite about her when the bell goes. But outside the ring, you'd have no idea that's what she did. I think because she's so young, people kind of perhaps dismiss the fact that she could go in there with the older ladies, the ones who've been doing it for a little bit more time, but she's absolutely adamant that she could go in there with the top girls now and smash them to bits, like she's dead cert about that. That's what I'm saying, and I like the attitude, I like the hunger, I like, I like the, the the rudeness of it, uh, because when you see fighters that, that are coming through, they look at the ones that have done it, and they respect them, but not respect them enough to say, I'll let you bust my ass, I can beat it, but but thank you. Um, and and I, 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 rate, I, rate, I, rate, I rate her appetite, I do think she's an heir apparent. And when you've got people like Clarissa Shields bigging up, shouting her name out, saying, look, you've got watch out for this girl. Now, Clarissa's no fool. Yeah, I can't wait to see Caroline do her thing on, on Saturday night. Um, another girl that we just watched in the ring that I want to talk about, Fran. She looks immaculate on the pads. And she looks like she can bang, boxing name. Um, great kind of building blocks that she's got there. And she looks like she's got that star potential as well. 
Well, our dad, Mick Hennessy, has got two fighters in his uh, in his his, uh, his family now, and so he's going to go very bold and grey pretty quick, man. That's a lot of pressure. But I just saw on the pads there, uh, a boxing debut on Saturday night, and she looked on point. She looks like she'd be doing a lot behind the scenes before she actually gets here. So um, I, I like her. I like her. I'm I'm cute. I don't know anything about. Her. I've not seen her in action. So. So what we've seen on the pads so far, you know, it, it creates some interest and conversation. But let's have judgment after Saturday night. Um, Johnny, I want to take it back to the weekend just gone and Joe Joyce's second defeat to Gilles Zhang. How do you kind of assess that whole night for Joe? It kind of looked like it's a little bit of a disaster from start to finish, to be honest. Joe won the rematch with Zhang because he thought, you know, I can deal with him. I've got his number, I know how to deal with him. Made a mistake the first time, tried to rectify it, got beat worse the second time. He's come up against his bogeyman. He'll fight a hundred times and he'll probably lose 99 of them. People calling him to, to walk away and jack in. Why? You know, why do that? If the reality is that he's become chinny, then yeah, he should jack in because he gets hit too easy, if that's the reality. But in reality, we won't find that until he boxes somebody else. But the problem is this, is about ambition. When you know there's somebody out there that can definitely beat you, how ambitious are you to stay in that, that pot, stay in that pool, stay there? Because you might come across him one day again. He knows Zhang's always got his number. He messed up the first time, got knocked out the second time. And so, so now what does Joe do? Um, I saw, you know, I heard talk about, you know, getting him in with um, 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 other heavyweights, domestic heavyweights, and see how, see how he, see how he uh, rolls on. That's what you got to do. You just got to wait and see how he is with other fighters. But it's a case, it's for Joe Knight and what his ambition is. How that knockout has affected his confidence. Yeah, I don't know if you saw what Tony Bellew said. He said that without the toughness and the chin that Joe Joyce has, he's a British level fighter. Is that something you agree with? Yeah, because fundamentally he makes he gets hit far too easy. So with him getting hit far too easy. If you've not got a good chin, you're in the wrong business. So all of a sudden, the question is his chin. You can question the first knockout, then you think, shit, maybe he hasn't, he's all of a sudden become chinny because he's got knocked out worse the second one. So if that has developed overnight and it's gone, he needs to look at something else. I agree. But we will not find out until he gets in with somebody else and gets hit on the chin and see what the reaction is. So you look at him now, or say theoretically he doesn't have the chin, that has taken him to this stage of his career. Do you look at him then in the same breath as Fraser Clark, Fraser Clark, sorry, and Fabio Wardley and the British title level guys? If he's got no chin, yeah. But, but as I'm saying, it's part, of his, it's part of his army, it's part of his toughness. And if he's got no chin, there's a problem. Uh, because, yeah, when you see him fight, you think, shit, he gets hit too easy. But you can't, it's the wrong game to be in if you can't take a shot. So, so, and I'm not saying he can't take a shot. What I'm saying is, the last two fights are making a thing. All of a sudden, he can't take a shot. Razor, mate, not AFL anymore. Um, Gilles Zhang, where do we rank him amongst the top heavyweights? I mean, after he beat Filip Hergovic, I know there was a lot of love around him. Kind of went a bit quiet. The Joe Joyce thing has absolutely blown him up. I mean, we got top four shouts, top three shouts. Um, he's a dangerous heavyweight. Where do you rank him in amongst the, the Furies, the U6, the Wilders? Dangerous heavyweight, but I don't think he beats any of the top four we're talking about uh, in reality. Uh, if you can box and you've got some smarts about you, you beat him. Um, so he's a perfect gatekeeper to get to that top four, but I don't think he beats the top four. 
uh, if they're smart enough and sharp enough to get their job done. So let's not all of a sudden get gassed and think, oh my god, it'll be X, Y, Z. Who won't? Who won't? Unless they get stupid. Who won't? Who would you prefer to see him with if you could pick any of the even top 10 guys? What's kind of your preference? Yeah, give them all hellfire. Uh, but it, but would I like to see him in with Wilder? Yeah. Um, because that punch, uh, because it then would test Wilder's punch power. Um, and, and I've seen Wilder behind on points before, and that punch has just saved him. Um, so, so yeah, I'd like to see that be treated with that. Um, and if he can take the shots on Wilder, then I'd say, well, maybe Wilder, because you know that, that's that, that's a strong possibility. For the rest of them, I know AJ beat him in amateurs. Uh, amateurs and pros are couple two completely worlds. Different worlds. I suppose it's good storyline-wise. He, he, he put him on his ass in the amateurs. I know, obviously, like I said, it's different, but it's, it's a good storyline. I got beat twice by a guy in the amateurs and knocked him out as a professional. I mean, knocked him under the bottom rope. You know, so it don't mean jack shit. Uh, uh, so you've got to have discipline, speed, and when I say discipline, discipline is don't get greedy because it's easy, it's easy to hear. Don't stand there, start whack, 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 whack. You've got to be disciplined and 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 patient. Pick your shots, pop your shots, pick your shots, work off them. Because what happens is, because it's easy to hit, you get inside the pocket and want to get involved in him, and that's when he knocks you out. That's when you've got the power to, to you get gassed out and get knocked out. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, what Gilet does next. One thing's for sure, he is just an exciting fight, and he looks so relaxed. Like I know there was pressure on Joe rematch-wise, but he just looked loose, he didn't look tense. It kind of looked like it was something he was doing in training almost. Because he knew what he was, he knew. When you get in there and you think, you can beat somebody you're not sure but when you're sure you can beat somebody you think i know exactly what to do with you so he knew so that was like it was a different a different vision um johnny your thoughts on conor ben's return i know it was early hours of sunday morning but it was never going to be a low-key or quiet return in boxing so the political wrangle rolls on um and so that'll roll on and roll on and that cloud will always be over Conor Ben, regardless of how they somehow deal with this. And we've seen it with other fighters, Tyson Fury, Canelo Alvarez, we go on and on and on. If I was Conor, I would have bit the bullet and have done the bad by now. But that's that's by the by, let like them argue about that. Let's look at the performance. Conor Ben, even before this had happened, Conor Ben is a, a forever developing fighter, getting better and better and better. I thought he boxed brilliant on, on, uh, on Saturday night. I think he's improving and improving every time he fights. Loved everything about, about the style of fight. So now people are saying, but Johnny's a drug chief, or X, Y, Z. Drugs do not make you a better fighter. They might make you fitter, might help you lose weight, might you make you a bit stronger. But they don't, they don't give you an Einstein I, boxing IQ. I boxed three drug cheats and beat them. Boxing, taking gear don't make you a better fighter. Trust me, it might make you physically fitter, but that's it. What I saw on Saturday was the development of a young man uh, that as a, and I'm just talking on the, the technical aspect of it, that is getting better and better and better. And I liked what I, I like what I saw about him. So I'm a fan of fight the fight game. Um, uh, but unfortunately, he has to deal with that side, the other side of his business first, to, for people to really feel comfortable about appreciating what he's doing. Talk about the cloud that might hang over Connor. Say we roll into the Eubank fight. A mega fight, one that kind of gets interest outside of your normal boxing circles. Do you think a fight like that 
will kind of ease the pressure off Connor and people may begin to forget this the whole past 18 months. No, what needs to be done, it needs to be dealt with correctly. Uh, and you don't know what consequences would be there for, for Eubank Jr. If he boxes Connor, he might get a ban. Because then, what's the, what's the point of him in a boxing board of control? You know, if you say, well, you can fight him, but you can, you know, people can do what they're doing and there's no consequence. So I think that business has to get cleared up first before, um, before, before you start getting crazy with that idea. And I know Eddie said the, the, the Eubank fight is a fight we want next. That's play with words. Don't get giddy and excited. Of course we want it next. Uh, can it be made next? Um, I think everything has to be ticked and granted before he gets that far. After Chris's win against Liam, obviously there are multiple avenues he can go. Um, but the guys at world title level, yes, of course, a world title is a world title. But when we talk about names and kind of general interest, it is going to be the Conor Ben fight. Can you see Chris taking any other avenue? He's got the, the world's his oyster. He's in a great position right now. And Conor Ben can sit and wait. And he can say, you know what, you've got to sort your business out. I've got other fish to fry. Which could still happen in 18 months' time, 12 months' time. They're all sat ringside like, like sharks. You know, waiting. So, so now he's in a great position. So it wouldn't surprise me if Chris said, nah, you know what, wait, sort your business out. Johnny, what did you make of um, Francis Ngannou and Mike Tyson, that clip we saw from the workout? You know, you, you had a, a former champion giving some advice to a young fighter coming through. It wasn't Tyson choosing sides. It was Tyson giving a tip. The, the, any animosity between fighter A and fighter B between the fighters as a fan you don't have to dislike one or the other and so Tyson he was, he was obviously asked you know, give me some tips and he gave him either way when the bell goes the best man will win and I'm guessing Tyson Fury Tyson Fury I expect Tyson Fury to win I think Ngannou is a powerful big but slow fighter that's, that's stepping in with the best heavyweight in the world are you expecting Tyson to treat you like a bit of a run around? He shouldn't do. He shouldn't do. You know, listen, he's, 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 he's pulled off the great train robbery. He's getting paid ridiculous amount of money for fighting a guy that's never had one professional fight. He's a prize fight, that's what he's done. Sports Social Podcast Network.